Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Well, welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Marcus Elliott's, I think, getting back on the line with us. And we also should have Kevin Bohannon. So, Kevin, I think you're on a timeline. Are you with us? There we go. There's Kevin. I can hear you laughing, giggling. Let there we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Kevin. Well, we're waiting to get Marcus back, too. Randy Rainwater's out today. So why don't you give us an update on what's going on in high school baseball? Yeah, thanks, Rick. And I, I sent you and Randy a message last night that we had a Kevin Copps-type performance in the 4A East Regional. Plasky mm-hmm. Academy and Joe T. Robinson went into 10 innings last night. Patrick Ingsgob came in with run, a run, two runners on. It was already one to nothing, and there was only one out. Well, he went nine and two-thirds innings, oh threw gosh. 110 pitches, struck wow. out eight, did not walk anybody, allowed one hit. Wow. And, and this is a young man that's really kind of a Swiss Army knife for Pulaski Academy. He plays short, second, third, come in as a relief pitcher. And that's what he was doing for most of the year. And, of course, he would get a start here and, here and there. But his bat is so valuable. He's hit multiple home runs on the year. And just a great kid. He's going to Oklahoma next year to play baseball. And I think he's going to play early because of all the things he can do on the baseball field. But, you know, what a performance. They beat Joe T. Robinson 2-1 to one, or 4-1 to one in 10 innings. And then Lone Oak uh, got the best of the Bruins in the 4A East Regional Championship, 6-4. to four. So Lone Oak won the 4A East. They're going to be the number one seed going into the 4A State Tournament in Nashville this week. Uh, Southside B Branch, uh, led by Easton Swafford, he hit four home runs in the last two regional tournament games. He hit three in the semifinals, one last night against St. Joe. They won, and so Southside B Branch is going to host at their place and, and be a number one seed. And then you got Washington in Class 1A, Washita beat Taylor for the second time in two years in the regional tournament. This time it was in the finals. Uh, so Washita is hosting their state tournament in Class 1A this week. And they will be a number one seed as well. They start all across the state on Thursday, guys. Um, Class 6A is going to be at Springdale and Springdale Harbor. Class 5A is going to be hosted at Majestic Park and Hot Springs Lakeside. Class 4A in Nashville. Class 3A is at Harrison Parks and Rec. Valley Springs is the host for that one. Class 2A, Southside B Branch. And then Class 1A is at Washita High School and Arkadelphia uh, youth baseball complex. So if you're in those communities and in those areas, get out and see some great baseball. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that on Friday. Okay, so uh, what that does is uh, it eliminates all but two teams. Then you have a state championship game. And I'm asking this out of total ignorance, and you've probably ans- answered this question before, and I may not have been paying attention. They used to play the state championship games at Bomb Stadium. They haven't the last couple of years. Where are the state championship games this year? They'll be at Benton High School this year for the second straight year. Last year, Fayetteville, of course, and how this works, and a lot of people have asked and don't really understand, because the Razorbacks were playing Florida, I believe, last year at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not playing anybody this year. They're on the road for against Alabama. Alabama, next right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So they were like, well, why aren't we having them there at Bogle and Baum? Well, a high school has to bid on the state tournament and the state finals. And Fayetteville and athletic director Dick Johnson had bid on the state finals every year since 1999. There were a couple years in between, I think, 2011, uh, maybe another year that they were held at UCA or somewhere in central Arkansas. 
But last year, COVID uh, prevented that. And this year, Benton uh, showed what they could do last year. They put on a great event over the course of three day or two days. And they bid on it again this year. And they were the only uh, school district to bid on it. So they get to host it. Everett Field is a great facility. The, it's got covered stands, so you're not sitting out in the uh, summer sun. Uh, great facilities. The softball field and baseball field are next to each other. That way, if two schools are represented in softball and baseball, you can get out there and see them play. They'll start next Friday. Uh, they'll start pretty early, go Friday and Saturday, uh, and have a, our own weekend of champions down at Benton High School in Saline County. Well, I'm happy for Benton. I will say that I'd miss that because um, I used to we used to work the baseball tournament and baseball championships, and that was yep. a very enjoyable thing to do. And I know it had to be a big deal for those guys to play at Bomb Stadium. On the other hand, <clears throat> when you had the state soccer, and I don't know where state soccer is this year. It used to be at the Razorback soccer facility, but if somebody else bid for it, I, I could see get, I can get, I get that. But you had uh, state soccer championships softball and baseball going on at the same time as well as all the high school graduations that were at bud walton <laughs> arena That's so right. um there were a few traffic jams uh in northwest arkansas at that time and uh, so maybe that won't be a problem in benton yeah it's uh, a little bit easier when you only have one or two sports uh, but in 1999 was the first time they had the, the weekend of champions and i remember that because I played in the state, uh, the 5A state championship that year uh, with the Mills Comets. We defeated Conway that season. So it was good getting to see everybody up there. And I know that the AAA does the, the best job they can scheduling around graduations. I know some seniors had to take, they had AP tests scheduled yesterday. They weren't able to take them because they were playing in a regional tournament. And their only makeup is on May 20th, which is the day of the state tournament. So uh, academics, they're, they're getting it figured out for these student-athletes, and um, hopefully the AAA will schedule them around some graduations as well. Yeah. Well, the, the, the one advantage in northwest Arkansas, it wasn't for other schools, was that you might be able to make, um, you might be able to make graduation and your game if you're a school in northwest Arkansas. And I know That's right. have, having worked in the Springdale District, there were some kids from Harbor who were able to do that. And obviously now, if you're somewhere else, you won't be able to make your graduation, but that's okay. Um, you definitely want to uh, you definitely want to play in those state championship games. Okay, so Marcus Elliott just sent me some news. This isn't uh, baseball news, but um, Arkansas Baptist College has just named Eric Bozeman as hmm. the new head basketball coach. Uh, I would say that's a pretty big hire. That's uh, a Mark, huge hire for them. Mar, yeah, Marcus, you're on with us. Uh, what, what else can you tell us about this? Marcus, you're plugged in. I'm, I'm talking about uh, Eric Bozeman, what you just sent me. What, can, can you tell us anything else about this? Yeah, yeah. So I actually uh, got that directly from Athletic Director Bill Ingram yeah. uh, for Arkansas Baptist. So obviously, guys, when you talk about perfect fits, uh, with his uh, Coach Bozeman's background and everything he's done in the state, just known and the recruiting. I mean, that wow, that's a huge coup, in my opinion, for Arkansas Baptist. I think it just opens up from a recruiting standpoint. It just opens up high school basketball for Arkansas Baptist. He's been the head coach at Southern Arkansas. He's also an assistant coach at uh, Ole Miss. So um, 
Yeah, I'd say that's a that's a pretty great hire for them. So big, big coup, exciting, and a, uh, done so much for young people in our state that's, as well. That is great. Well, thank you for sending me that. That interrupts our baseball discussion a little bit, but I think that's big enough breaking news that we needed to do that. Absolutely. Okay, uh, we'll talk about Razorback baseball when you come back after the break, Kevin. Anything else you you need to let us know about the uh, the high school tournaments? Uh, not, yeah, we covered everything yesterday. Uh, you can go to scorebooklive.com. All of the brackets are interactive, and you can click on the school, find their schedule, look at their record. We've got our Scorebook Live Super 7 poll up right now. It was posted yesterday. Uh, some of the regional championship games were played afterwards, uh, so we, we had to, we have deadlines like every other media outlet. So uh, go there, check out the rankings for every classification, and we'll have state tournament previews up on the site. You can also find them on the app as well. Okay, so in one minute, tell me the favorites in each class. <laughs> class 6A, Rogers. Class 5A, Van Buren. Class 4A, Lone Oak. Class 3A, Harding Academy. Class 2A, McCrory slash Woodlawn. I got to go two right there. In Class 1A, you got to go Westside Greer's Ferry. They've been the most dominant all year. You know, that was pretty fast. You didn't even give us a full minute there. Uh, we, we, had a, we had a full minute before we were going to have to take a break, Kevin, but gee whiz. Add you went some drama. That, you went through that so fast, yeah. I, uh, you, you're pretty responsive. You ended interesting when um, when you do TV interviews, the TV person's hoping you give about a 30 to 45 second answer. And most people don't. And, and you did. Yeah. You're ahead of the game. There we go. Okay, well, we'll talk about Razorback baseball. It's coming up against Vanderbilt this weekend with Kevin Bohannon, Marcus Elliott's with you, Rick Schaefer, and we'll be back after this on Drive Time Sports. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Time Sports, Kevin Bohannon talking about baseballs with us, Marcus Elliott, Rick Schaefer, and before Kevin talks about the weekend against Vanderbilt. Let's go to Steve and Magnolia. Steve, thanks for calling. Steve, you're on. Can you on. hear me? We can hear you. You go right ahead. Okay. Uh, first of all, let me say congratulations to SAU for winning the Great American Conference Tournament. Yep. Very good. And uh, they are the right now they're number three in the region and Henderson's number four so the thinking is that both of them are going to make the uh, region tournament great very good good to hear that but uh what the division two uh does they have two region tournaments like they have four teams in one and four teams in another one and if by chance they say you get the number two seed then they will get to host a region tournament Otherwise, they have to make the long trip to South Dakota to play at Augustana. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> it's either home or South Dakota. What a deal, yeah, huh? that's not a regional. That's a national. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But, uh, you know, Rick, he was talking about back in February, uh, you know, the Division Two starting so early. Well, this is why they do it. They uh, The kids are finished with their classes. They've had graduation. So they don't have tests or nothing to worry about. Good deal. That's important. So they'll find out Sunday night uh, where they're going. Okay, that's good. I'll, and I'll... also the uh, softball team, they're in a region also. That's a good deal, too. But uh, And Coach Goodhart was there today at the uh, championship game and to uh, 
congratulate Coach Pettigrew. Two great but guys, lines. this is a big weekend with Vanderbilt. Yeah. They've got to they've got to somehow another score the runners when they get on base, especially in running and scoring position. This past weekend was one of the best weekends they've had all season at doing that. Absolutely. So ho- hopefully they'll continue that. And uh, then uh, and Jackson Wiggins will have a good outing in game three, mm-hmm. along with uh, the, uh, the uh, McIntyre. See, you yeah, wanted the McIntyre to, you wanted kid. To, you wanted them to start McIntyre last week. They didn't, but <laughs> that's right. Uh, those two combined in the last game and pitched very, very well. And I would like to see McIntyre more, <laughs> along okay. with Zach Morris. Oh, I think you will, definitely. Yeah, but uh, like I say, we've got to come through this week because the last two weeks are not going to be that easy. No, we'll have no no week in the SEC is easy. None. But uh, and tonight starts the SEC uh, ba- uh, softball tournament. I didn't realize that it starts tonight. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Texas A&M and South Carolina play tonight. Yeah, first okay. round games start tonight. Right. First uh, round Arkansas game. has a bye till Thursday, I think. Okay, so Thursday right. at uh, six thirty. Okay, very good, very good. I'm but anyway, guys, uh, I'll let you go because uh, I just wanted to say congratulations to the Mule Riders. All right, Steve. That's thank right. you. Thank you for coming, Steve. Peace, All right, so Kevin, usually. We hear so much about Vanderbilt. For some reason, maybe it's because Tennessee has just raced away from everybody in the East. Um, they play a weekend with Georgia, though. That should be a good series. But Vanderbilt, what are they, 12 and 12, something like that in the SEC? What, they're, but they're number four in the RPI. Now, how are they doing that? Because <laughs> they've played Tennessee and they've played Georgia. They've played these other teams that uh, have high strength of schedules. The RPI is what it is. You know, out of conference goes into that as well. Arkansas hasn't played a strong non-conference slate. As we know, they've played a lot of in-state teams. Missouri State's not as good as what they have been. And a lot of people put too much emphasis on that strength of schedule. Arkansas cannot control that Landon Sims got hurt for Mississippi State. That Ole Miss hasn't played like they were last year. They were t- both top five teams. LSU has kind of played like they were expected to. Vanderbilt has not. But don't discount the Commodores. This is a very good team. you got multiple, multiple MLB first-round draft picks on here. Carter Holton, as a freshman, was drafted in the 19th round last year. He was number 24 nationally by a perfect game. All he's done is go 6-3 with a 3.82 ERA, 81 strikeouts in 61 innings. Uh, their, other, their other freshman, Devin Futrell, he's got a 2.03 ERA, 8-1 on the year, 55 strikeouts and 6 walks. They're... <laughs> 3.25 staff ERA. The team is hitting 289. They've got 55 home runs. They haven't hit at the level they did last year, but Dominique Keegan leads them, hitting 398, 11 home runs, 50 RBIs. Spencer Jones, 364, 7 home runs, 39 RBIs. Enrique Bradfield, the freshman of the year in the SEC last season, 32 out of 32 on stolen bases. He's hitting 301. He hit close to 350 last year. On base percentage, over 400. Jack Bulger, another super sophomore hitting 280 with three home runs he's really good behind the plate the disappointment for them this year is their shortstop carter young he's only hitting 213 
six home runs, 23 RBIs. But Carter hit 16 last year as a sophomore. Could have gone in the draft. He was number 17 on MLB.com's uh, top 200 prospect list. So while they haven't played up to the Vanderbilt level, a lot of people think Arkansas hasn't played up to their potential this year. I think we saw a little bit more of it last year. The offense got going a little bit. Jackson Wiggins looked good on Sunday. The defense wasn't there. So what we see, two out of three things working last weekend. Pitching and offense was really good. Defense was down. When Arkansas puts all three of them together, they're one of the best teams in the nation. So it's just a matter of fact if they can do that again this weekend. But Vanderbilt's going to come in, very talented team. All three of their starters, their average, their batting average against is under 203. So, wow, really? Yeah, we're going to have to manufacture some runs this weekend. But isn't it interesting that out of Auburn's three starters, and their, their Friday starter was out, but their best yeah. starter was on Sunday, and Arkansas yep. knocked him out in the third inning. How'd that happen? I, yeah, and I, I said early on, I, I was talking to Mason Choten, uh, Andrew Hutchinson with uh, hogbeat.com, and I said his, his sinker is staying up. You could see it right away with the hard hit, hard hit baseball that Caden Wallace led off the game with. If that if a sinker pitcher is up in the zone with his changeup and sinker, he's going to get hit real hard, and that's exactly what happened. He couldn't get that rotation out front to where that ball dives at the plate. If it's really good sinker ball pitchers, think Jake Peavy, um, another guy uh, last year for Ole Miss. You get to see a lot of balls hit into the ground, a lot of ground balls. If you see a sinker ball pitcher that's getting fly balls, he doesn't have his stuff, and he didn't have it on Sunday. Mm about that so um when you look at the race the rest of the way uh arkansas plays vanderbilt and plays alabama texas a&m plays mississippi state and then at ole miss uh lsu ole miss and vanderbilt auburn's now three games back they play uh, alabama and at kentucky uh if arkansas wins this series this weekend they ought to be in pretty good shape shouldn't they absolutely and the only way i wouldn't feel really comfortable about is if Texas A&M swept this weekend. That would put them at 17 and 10. Say Arkansas goes two out of three, that puts them uh, at 18 and nine for the year. And mm. we know Texas A&M has the tiebreaker over Arkansas. So going into that last weekend, it you know could be kind of dicey. It's not the 22 and eight campaign they had last year, but they're sitting on top after eight weeks. They're number two in the conference right now. They're, there's worse places to be, like Mississippi State, which is in the cellar of the SEC West Amazing. and probably not going to make the postseason. So Amazing. all the fans out there <laughs> giving them a hard time, 36 and 12, 28 and five at home, 16 and eight in conference play. This is a team that is now a blue blood. So blue blood expectations are out there every week for this team. And you know, the other thing, Kevin, and we only have a few, maybe less than a minute, but inserting Kendall Diggs in the lineup the last two weekends. And then all of a sudden, Will McIntyre, you're getting some fresh faces out there that can kind of give you a lift down the stretch. That's right. This time of the year, you get guys that the light bulb has clicked. And we saw it with Will McIntyre last summer. I was reporting on it over the summer that in the Northwoods League, he was shutting people down. And you've kind of seen that he's become that junk ball pitcher. He's got a really good slider, but he's able to run it up there 92 like Kevin Copps could last year. I'm not saying he's Kevin Copps. But Nobody is. He, yeah, he, he, he has that. Uh, that repertoire that you have a really good off-speed pitch, but you can back it up 
with some movement at 92. And then Kendall Diggs, he's, he's, he's now a sophomore. These freshmen that have started playing, and then Peyton Stovall, if he gets healthy, you have a deep lineup that can take them deeper into June and hopefully through Omaha. Well, you just took us deep into the uh, music session, Kevin, so thank you for that. Good job today. Enjoy Thanks, the state guys. playoffs. That's Kevin Bohannon.